0: Uh, My name's Jim, um, and we've been going here for about a year and a half, and I get to do the mission moment today. So as I'm sure most of you know, our mission here at Beyond Church is to live God's love beyond the four walls of the church and spread it all over the town of Castle Rock, and I like to add Ann Larkspur, (laughs) (laughs) because that's where I live, yeah. So anyway... uh, we have had the privilege of having Pastor Paul Gadudu uh, come and visit us this week and uh, from Uganda, and um, Nancy and I were able to go over and visit his uh, ministry operation in Busamagai, Uganda, uh, back in January for three weeks, and um, we learned several things. One is this guy doesn't slow down. Um, <laughs> He had us running every day, doing stuff. Uh, But um, he uh, has uh, two orphanages there. Uh, One of them has, they like to be called young adults. Uh, They're kind of the high school age. And there's 30 kids in that right now. And then he's got 50 of the young kids that are, I don't know, what's the youngest, about three or four? Three or four years old? Yeah. Um, you know, up to ready to go into high school. And um, his ministry uh, houses these 80 kids, feeds them, teaches them about Jesus. Um, but then in addition to that, he has another 250 kids that are in the community that he's responsible for, and families agree to take these kids. Uh, but he's got to make sure that they have money for uh, food and clothes and um, and to be able to go to school, and uh, they visit a lot of them, uh, well they visit all of them uh, from time to time, and just make sure they're all doing well. And um, and so then on top of that, uh, they have at, the, uh, at his main orphanage, there's a, a, a children's church, and oh, we were going to show that video. Do you want to show that video, uh, Evan? <coughs>
1: It is a blessing to come here again to give you a quick update. <coughs> On behalf of everyone here at Baraka and all the children we serve from the different villages and communities, we are blessed to continue to do what we do. In a few years ago, we started by having a few hundreds of kids come for our Sunday worship. As I share this with you, we have more than 1,000 children every Sunday morning that come for worship. We want to thank God that God has provided us a structure. We started by just putting up a pavilion, but then we were told by the national authorities in charge of construction that that was still not very safe for the children we serve. God amazingly has helped us provide much of the resources we needed, and this is how far God has brought us. The structure is done. We're now working towards our finishings up, putting in the necessary things that we need, but we're trusting God for glasses and a few other finishing touches for this worship hall to be complete. We have had the couples event here. We have had the pastors event here. We have had the men's event happening here. And yet every Sunday morning, we have over a thousand kids come to worship the Lord Jesus Christ in this facility. I want to thank you for being part of this story. I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you for your prayers, because without you, this would not be possible. We love you. We pray that you would come to visit us. God bless you, my friends. This is Paul Jududu on behalf of Baraka and everyone we serve.
0: That's uh, just the children's church that they do on Sunday morning and Nancy and I got to help with that they they when we were there was about a thousand kids but Paul said last week there was 1,300 kids that come and they just come from the neighborhood and um, you know the kids get there about 8 o'clock they have praise and worship for an hour and um, and then they have some playtime and then they have the preaching of the word and um, they get to do some coloring and then Paul feeds all of them. So uh, it's just really amazing. Uh, and these kids are all, a lot of them are walking around with God loves you shirts on, um, you know, so it's just amazing. And uh, he was telling us that the people that live next door to him and the people that live across the street from him are Hindu, but their kids all go to children's church. <laughs> so it's really great. Um, And then in addition to doing that, I mean, you could see that he had a pastor's conference and a men's conference and a couple's conference. So he does conferences. He has a network of churches that his ministry supports, and we went and visited a number of them. And uh, uh, one of them that we went to, I thought, why are they using this old building? It doesn't have a roof. You know, the walls aren't even all up. And, uh, I just thought it was an old abandoned building. No, they're just building it, you know? So, so they build it bricks at a time when they get bricks. And once they get the church built, Paul's ministry will help them put a roof on it. So, um, it's just, he has so many different things going on that it's amazing. And, um, one of the things that he shared with us is it costs him about $10,000 a month to run all this stuff. And, um, And so, you know, one of the reasons he's here in the U.S. is he's looking at possibly bringing a children's choir over um, to be able to uh, perform in different churches and schools and other venues um, to help people see what they're doing and uh, hopefully to raise some support. So um, I know he doesn't want to tell you all of that stuff. <laughs> so I just wanted to brag on him a little bit. And he is an orphan himself. Uh, he was abandoned as a baby. And uh, the village raised him. And, um, and so uh, God really put... He came to the Lord, I think, at 12 years old from a Gideon's Bible. And he just has it in his heart to take care of kids. And, you know, when he sees a kid that's abandoned... You know, he can relate to him because he was abandoned. And uh, he just has a real heart for him. So it was just a total blessing for us to be involved in his ministry. So without further ado, I just want to introduce to you Pastor Paul Gadudu.
1: It's a blessing to be here once again. And um, I would have preferred to sit down and hear Pastor preach. But I thank God that um, um, I've been allowed to say a few things. Um, Let me say a few things. One, if I scream, I'll not be shouting at you. It will be because of my passion. Two, I am not preaching specifically to you alone. I'll also be preaching to myself. So I've been praying that as the message goes forth, I'll hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. Uh, Three, if I get too strong, forgive me. (laughs) Because unfortunately, I come from Uganda, I come from Africa, where unfortunately, we do not massage things. Um... We don't call a big spoon a big spade, we don't call a spade a big spoon. We kind of call it a spade. And so bear with me if I go that route, forgive me. I'm from Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to say, I might say certain things that pastor will not say, not because he doesn't want to say it, but just because we come from different culture settings, we come from different backgrounds. And so I might say things that might offend some people, but it was not meant to offend you. I am not here to offend you. I am here, just, I just want to hear the heart of the Father. I want to hear what Jesus has got to say. And unfortunately, I have got to be the same vessel wanting to listen and to speak at the same time. So bear with me, but it's going to be good. Now, the last time I was here, Pastor read like 10 scriptures or like 20. You know, it's so I've copied that idea. So we're going to read quite a bit of scriptures and (laughs) from Pastor's uh, teaching. So let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 25. From verse 14, Matthew 25 from verse 14, and I'm using King James. Um, I was talking to a Hebrew guy, where? But I don't remember. I think I was with Jimmy or somewhere. I don't know, but this man yeah, yeah, with Jim, this man said that he was born a Jew. He's now a born-again Christian, and we were talking about, and I don't know for what reason he picked up this thing and says, you know, the Old Testament, the Tola, and the King James Version, I'm not saying King James is the holiest of all, but I'm just saying he says the Tola and the King James Version are too close, are too similar. If you read the King James, the Old Testament in the King James, and you read the Tola, they're very close. So um, I just love King James for that reason. Uh, from verse 14 to verse uh, 30, I am sorry, I, in, in Uganda I don't read scripture, somebody reads for me, I'll try to read for myself today. Uh, 25 verse 14, Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14, He says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into, into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to another one. And to every man, according unto his several ability, and straight away he took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reconnects with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful of a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received one, which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strayed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast thou that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strayed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money toward the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him. Which has ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But for him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. Verse 13 Cast ye the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There there shall be weeping and garnishing of teeth. Luke chapter 12, verse 47. Let's look at Luke chapter 12, verse. 47 7 and 48. 8. In Luke he says, And thou and that servant which knew his Lord his will, and prepared not himself, neither did according unto his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. In America, I you know you don't do that. Verse 48. But he that knew not and did commit things worth of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes, For unto soever much is given of him shall much. Okay? For unto soever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they shall ask the more. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak into our hearts again. Thank you for this day. I pray that our lives will not remain the same whether there will be a transformation in somebody's life in Jesus name Amen now as I read these scriptures I am amazed at uh, the lineup of things here one the Bible says that this man of course Jesus talking about himself he calls his servants and he calls three of them All of them were given a talent. All of them were given some sort of talent. Not one of them missed. Everybody was given a talent. The Bible says they were given based on their ability to manage whatever they were given. But at least everybody was given something. So there's nobody in this room that can genuinely stand before the throne of grace and say to God, you gave me nothing, I had nothing. Because the Bible says he gave to every man according to their ability to manage. And so in this room, probably today God has brought the three guys And so for those of you that are not part of the three, listen to the story, because the story is about three people. One was given five talents. One was given two talents. The other was given one. Every one of them were given. And in this room, there is a five-talent person. In this room this morning, or online, there is a two-talent guy. And there is also the one-talent guy. But everyone of the three was given. Number two that I realize is that when the master comes, they are not judged based on the quantity of what they received. They are judged based on what they did with what they received. So the issue was not the amount they received. The issue was, what did you do with what was given to you? Because many a times we have this tendency of having excuses based on what we did not receive. You know, I cannot do that because I know. For example, I can have an excuse of saying, well, I cannot do, I cannot serve because I can't sing. Because every time I say I am going to sing at our church, everybody says this is disaster getting <laughs> into a pen. <pain." laughs> so nobody will vote for me. Nobody will support me if I say I'm going to sing. But that does not mean I wasn't given some other talents or some other treasures or some other things. So I cannot excuse myself from doing that which God is calling me to do just because I cannot sing or play the guitar. Many of us want to pull away and hide away just because we cannot preach. So when the master comes and they do the recording, uh, he's talking to his servants. It, it was based on what they received. It was based on what he had given them, not the amount. Because some of us think, I do not have the nine gifts of the Spirit so I cannot serve God, or I cannot do what God is calling me to do. Well, I don't have the gift of wisdom, or I don't have uh, the, the gift of prophecy, so I cannot serve. No, no, no. He judged them based on what they have received. If I may ask you this morning, what are you doing with what you've received? Because when we all appear before the Lord, it will not be... You will not be asked about what I had. You'll be asked about your story. I'll present my case. You'll present your case. It is based on what you were given. But I also thank God that in this story, there is another portion. Even those of us that have been given less as of today. It seems like if I do well with what I've been given now, there is hope for increase. Because the other guy brings ten and is given more. The other guy brings two and is promised more. But what are you doing with what you have been given. Because may all of us in this room, at least there is a talent that God has given us. I may not know your talent, but God has given you a talent. You know, pastor, I was was standing here and I was listening as we were singing. I was just trying to look at people that sang better than me. So, Mercedes was singing so well. And I thought we need to put her on the worship team and I went over to the back and I had uh, my brother there he was singing so well and I wanted to put him in the worship team and I, I was looking around and I thought I was about to be tempted to include Nancy on the worship team but I didn't know how that would go with her but, uh, <laughs> but so, so as we were doing the worship song I was trying to find out who had these amazing talents to sing and to praise But every one of us in this room, God in His goodness and God in His faithfulness, God in His grace and God in His love for us, He has given us talents. You have been given a talent by the God that loves you so much, He's given us treasures. He's given us treasures. You know, uh, today where I stand, one of my treasures is my story, where I came from, what I've gone through. It is my treasure. But God has given us treasures. And in all of us in this room, God has given us time. There's nobody in this room that cannot say you don't have a talent. You cannot say there is no treasure that God has given you. You cannot deny the fact that God has given you time. And how we use these three things, how we maximize the God-given talents and the God-given treasures and the God-given time, how we maximize the three elements or 3.3 things determine determine what happens not only in our lives but in the lives of those that god designed you know god designed the things that he gave us to have an impact on somebody's life the talent he gave you the treasure he has given you even the time god has given you is that he may use that to transform lives to change lives, to impact lives, to show forth the glory of God, to show forth the praises of God, to show forth the wonders of God. Now, now, all that God has given us, they are people's lives. They are people's lives that are attached to your treasure. There are people's lives that are attached to the talent God has given you. There are people's lives that are attached to the time that God has given you. So when we pull away our talents and we pull away our treasure and we pull away our time, We are affecting hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe tens of thousands that God intended to impact and God intended to bless and God intended to change and to transform because of the talent and the treasure and the time that God has given you. Again, I'll say forgive me if I'm screaming. It's my passion. So my friend falls sick, which we pray it will not happen again. But even in that time, painful time, she decides to use it as a treasure. She says, I am going to maximize this time. Every nurse that comes around, I'm going to talk about praying. Can I pray with you? I don't know how you feel when you have such kind of opportunities and people are, I don't know how many times you've walked into a room and walked out of that room without letting them know that Jesus is Lord or Jesus loves them. I don't know how many times we have hidden our faith in the name of being kind or in the name of being, you know, Good. So you walk into a room and you don't use any opportunity to share the gospel. Like one of the things I do everywhere I go, if, uh, uh, how are you? I am blessed. Hello, how are you? I am blessed. Um, if I find that they are more charismatic and more Pentecostal and more spiritual, I add the other part of it. I am blessed and highly favored. Current treasures, time. All of us are given. In this portion of scripture I've just read, I just realized the Bible says those that God called faithful were not actually those that only had the talent, it is those that put the talent to use. It wasn't just that they were believers. It wasn't that they just came to worship. Those that the Bible says were called good and faithful servants were those that were maximizing the God-given talent. Those that were maximizing the the God-given treasures. Those that were maximizing the time that God had given them for his glory. It is those that God said they were good, and faithful servant, I don 't know about you. Sometimes I sit where I sit, I'm like, "On that day, I want him to say, "Thou good and faithful servant." But according to Scripture, thou good and faithful servant applies only to those that maximize the God-given talents, the God-given gifts, the God-given opportunities for the purposes of the kingdom. And it's a sad story that the other guy was told was called wicked, lazy, unprofitable. Now, we know that that person did not come today. That person will watch online. <laughs> I just want to think that the ones that came are the five talent guys and the two talent guys because the one talent guy is still lazy, he's still sleeping. Because <laughs> he's lazy, the Bible says he's lazy. The one talent guy still is dreaming now. It's okay, I'll watch the service online. And still, so they don't even watch. After they work out because they are lazy. So the the one talent guy, the Bible says, the Bible calls that person wicked. The Bible calls that person lazy. The Bible calls that person unprofitable. Why is it called unprofitable? It is because he was given a talent, but he's not using the talent for the glory of the king. He was given a treasure. He's not using his treasure for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has been given time. He's not using the time for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says he is unprofitable servant. Still a servant, but is called wicked, lazy, and profitable. Every one of us, God gives us opportunities every day to impact lives. Are we using those opportunities, or we are being lazy with those opportunities? God has blessed us. Every one of us in this room, you are in the class of the blessed. You are better than a few millions that have no homes. You are better than a few millions that go to bed without food. You are better than a few millions that have no hope. You're better than a few millions that have no access to clean water. You're better than a few millions that don't even have access to your air conditioning. So every one of us in this room, including the preacher, we are in the class of the blessed. But now that God has blessed us, what are we doing with all that God has given us in line with the kingdom of God? How are we maximizing the curse that God has given us in line with the kingdom of God? How are we maximizing the homes that we have access to in line with the purposes of God? What are we doing with all the resources, all the things that God has given us? Because every one of us in this room, you have a talent, you have a treasure, you have time. Even if you're 15. 15. How are we using all that God has given us to the glory of God? You know, sometimes we take all the things that God has given uh, given us, we use them for our comfort. We buy a better car for our comfort. We buy a better house for our comfort. We buy a better bed for our comfort. We get the best of the food in the groceries for us. So we take everything that God has given us to serve us, and yet... When God was giving us all of those things, he was not only thinking of you as an individual. You may be a beneficiary because if you work in a hotel, yes, you have to eat of the food in the hotel, but that does not mean that the food, everything in the hotel belongs to you. You are just a manager there. Do you ever ask yourself, I told, I, this is what I do, I, I mean, I have this policy, all the money that God gives me is never my money. Yes. So uh, literally, 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 I'll, somebody will give me money and I'll say this, God, so whose is this? I mean, these love offerings, they put, people put money in my hands or people just, you know, give me, put money in my pockets and then I'll literally say, God, I thank you, but whose is this? Is this mine or it is on transit? So just let me know who it belongs to. Because sometimes it just came so that I may take you to the right person. Maybe somebody's school fees, it may be somebody's medical bill, it may be somebody's rent that God just decided to put in my hand because he felt and he knew that I'll be a better vessel, I'll be a better servant in delivering it where he wants it. So not everything that comes to me is mine. So, oh Jesus help us. I am not saying it's bad to have all the things that God has given us. The Bible says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So God has given us, but I believe that the things that God gives us, for me, everything that God brings my way, I think it's for a ministry. I think it's for a purpose of changing a life. I think it's for a purpose of winning one more soul. I think it's for a purpose of shining the glory of God. That's how I view the things that come my way. The money that comes my way. Whatever God puts in my life is like, thank you, Jesus, another soul. Thank you, Jesus. You're putting us in a place to be able to reach one more. Because I look at it as, this is a talent, this is a treasure, this is a gift. I believe that when we maximize those talents and gifts and time or treasures that God has given us is what leads people to Christ. You know, the Bible says the greatest joy there is is the joy when one sinner Time is to Christ. You know, when we take our time, when we maximize our time, our gifts, our treasure, and we start using whatever God has given us to reach the next sinner, to reach the next soul, because the Bible says every time a soul turns back to God. Every time a sinner receives Christ, there is joy in heaven. There is joy in the presence of angels. My friends, I want to beg you that if there's anything you need to do, if there's one of the things you need to put on your agenda is to cause heaven to have parties. Put it on your (laughs) hand. Make this your mandate. Make it your mission. That every day I'm going to go out purposely to cause heaven to have celebrations. Because every time a sinner gets saved, there is a party in heaven. Every time there is a a young person coming to Christ, there is a party in heaven. Every time a woman returns to Christ, there is a party in heaven. I, I want to beg you that if there's anything you can do, I mean... Forget, you know, there are certain things we're not going to take with us. Houses are great, but we are not taking them with us. Cars are great, but we are not taking all of them with us. All some of the things we own, we, we are not taking all of them with us. But you know one thing we're going to take with us? Every soul that turns to Christ. Every soul that turns to Christ, every young person that comes to Christ, every woman that comes to Christ, every young man that comes to Christ, those are guaranteed that we are taking them with us even when we go over there. You know, I'm reminded of the story of the rich man. The Bible says he was rich. He was given talents. He was given treasures. He was given time. But what did he do? He used everything on himself. And there was a poor Lazarus there. The Bible says even dogs would lick his wounds and the rich man never cared. And the time came, both of them left. Both of them died. And the Bible says when they went, wherever they went, the rich man, after he was dead, opened his eyes and he saw Father Abraham. And they said, Father Abram, send Lazarus. And I love the discussion. Abram says, in your lifetime, you had the best. You had the best iPhone. <laughs> you had the best car. You slept in the best hotels. You went the best air salons. You had the best... Mm? Manicure and pedicure, whatever they call them. You had the best makeup. You had the best, you know, uh, clothes. You had everything you wanted. The best ice cream. Everything you wanted. The best chicken. Grilled fish. <laughs> Nancy and Jimmy just fed me on a very expensive piece of fish. <laughs> so expensive. The fish is So expensive. Wow. (laughs) You had all of those things, but Lazarus, The thing is, the point is that when we die, we are going to get to know one another. We are going to get to see one another. And for those that will have led to Christ, we'll be able to see them and say, wow, James, you are here. Paul, you are here. Peter, you are here. Oh, you are also here. We are going to see everyone that we help lead to Christ. I don't know how many are going to be coming to your mansion to celebrate you. But some of you, you're going to have a long line. You'll have Chinese, Mexicans, Africans, Indians, all of them coming to you to say thank you. And you'll be saying, mm, I never went to India. I never went to Mexico. How did you come to tonight? They say, ah, because you prayed, because you gave, because you supported missions, I got saved because of you. Because you used your treasures and talents, I am in heaven because of you. I'm here to beg you. In Africa, I conclude six times. My time is over, so I'm about to start concluding now. (laughs) But here I want to beg us that we would apply all the talents that God has given us, all the treasures that God has given us, and even the time we have in reaching people for Christ. Whether in your place of work, the reason you are at that place, you are an ambassador of Christ where you are. Your God God's representative. You are the only person that God has appointed and put in that company, in that shop, in that office. You are not in that office for a salary. You are not in that office for a pay. You are in that office because God wanted you to represent him there so that you shine forth the light of God. You bring the kingdom of God in that organization. I pray that God will use you to transform lives because you choose to maximize every opportunity, every talent, every treasure. And all the time that God gives you from now forth, may God, may you use that so that we together win souls for Christ. Well, we, I, I asked pastor that uh, I would do the talking and then I'll have the pastor come and do the praying. So you kind of have a bit of ministry today. Paul did the introdu- uh, sorry, uh, Jim did the introduction. Paul did a bit of talking. Please allow me, let's invite pastor to come and lead us in the next session of the service. Thank you
2: very much for your encouraging word. Would you guys bow your heads and hearts with me? (laughs) Dear Lord, um, we thank you so much uh, for your word. We thank you so much for what you're doing here within our church and on the other side of the world uh, through all of uh, Pastor Paul's ministries, Lord. I pray that you would continue uh, to seek people to share your love uh, through all of your willing servants, whoever... Uh, is willing to offer their talents, uh, give them back to you. I pray that you would multiply them, Lord. Uh, Allow it to be very fruitful um, so that we can stand before you boldly and be able to demonstrate here's what we have done with what you have given us. Uh, We thank you, God, so much uh, for what you've given us, and I pray that you would lead us and encourage us to where we need to be applying ourselves. Uh, Where do you have us, Lord? Uh, Show us uh, so that we might be able to partner with you in... Uh, oh, sharing her love with everyone, God, uh, in Castle Rock and beyond. Uh, we love you, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I would love to do uh, discussion groups as we do at the end of the service. I think uh, Paul had a very clear message. It's what have we been given and what are we doing with it? So uh, gather up in a group, uh, at least join one other group or one other people that you didn't come with, and then let's talk about those two questions. What has God given you, And then what are you doing with it? Or perhaps what ideas uh, was God placing on your heart this morning as Paul was preaching that you could do or that maybe God is wanting you to do? Uh, Let's take maybe five minutes and I'll dismiss us at the end.